Hello, my name uh, is Krish Morjani. And my name is Will Nazola. And today we're going to be talking about video games, specifically first-person shooters and third-person shooters. So, As well as the relation between the two categories. Yep. So I guess we'll start off with Valorant and why it is fun and some reasons why it's not fun. So, first off, off? yeah, first off, the ranked system is pretty flawed. When it comes down to it, there are, um, let's see how many iron, bronze, silver, gold, plat, diamond, ascendant, immortal, radiant. There's nine divisions with three each, so there's technically 27. And due to how the hidden MMR system works, in which if you play well at a high rank, then your rank set even higher, but your image appearance rank is even lower. But the reason this doesn't work well is because the people who play in those high like performance games, if they do well for five games, they get sent into a higher lobby. But, but just because they're doing well in their lobby doesn't necessarily they'll mean that means they'll do well in better lobbies. So it's technically sending people who are worse into higher rank lobbies and throwing other people's games, which leads to people being hard stuck in some cases in their certain division. Yeah, that's annoying. It seems as if it's made to get people to keep playing almost like an arcade game, like absurdly unfair. And then it makes you keep wanting to climb, which gets you to put more hours in the game, which maybe even gets you to buy some stuff and skins on the virtual shop. The game also functions in the fact that if you're hidden MMR, most of the time, if you're in the rank you're supposed to be, it's a little bit lower than what you actually are, which is so scandalous because you lose more for a loss, you gain less for a win. So technically, you can, if you go even, break even, four games win, four games loss, you'll still technically derank. It's just that's, unbelievable. That's not nice from the developers, man. That's bad. The, the feeling of getting a f enjoyable game, though, with teammates who know what they're doing is undescribable, but. Yeah, I get it just doesn't outweigh. It just doesn't outweigh the cons. True, but why not talk about some positives? Let's talk about how it's taken from other per first-person, third-person shooters. Yeah, such as Overwatch. Uh, it took from CS:GO's hardcore mechanics, five v five tactical play, and basically entirety of the game, and then it added what people thought a FPS shooter could never actually have with precise gunplay, which was abilities. And although Overwatch's abilities are extremely overtuned, and it takes the game from less of, to some extent, on certain people, uh, less from a skill-based shooter to more of a team play game yeah uh, valorant was kind of able to mitigate most of the problems most of the problems an agent still has a rocket even though like the hitbox on that is terrible it's yeah like, there's the whole thing on how abilities aren't supposed to deal damage and uh, let's not get into that i'd say that overwatch is overwatch is in, and um I'd say it's a way more unique first-person shooter experience because it's not exactly like CSGO. It has way less skill. 
in it has a different type of skill involved. You don't necessarily need pinpoint accuracy for some of the roles such as tank. You just need to work well with your team and do what you need to do so the people who do have pinpoint accuracy and do use characters that require actual skill can do their job. Yeah, and going into that more in the differences between Overwatch and Valorant, specifically highlighting Overwatch here, it's a 6v6 shooter, which is extremely key for later on in the podcast. And it involves limitation of roles being two tanks, two DPS, and two support. And this game came out in, what, April of 2016? Yeah, it was a while back. And I have clocked in, like, around 1,000 hours. You've clocked in, like, about 1,000 hours in Valorant, too. Right, William? Like 750 at the very most, and I think that's even a bit high. So I'm guessing we've never seen sunlight, huh? No, just the lights from my ceiling and the lamp that I use to study until 2 a.m. Yeah, my skin is actually turning quite gray. Anyway. Uh, so to... <laughs> okay, to carry on with this... The difference between Overwatch 1 and its now successor, quote-unquote, after six years of development is quite literally nothing in the positive because they've removed the aspect of a 6v6 shooter in exchange for a 5v5 shooter. But in doing so, they've removed a critical role of tank. And for those who don't play Overwatch, you have two tanks, and one would mainly be your main tank, which shields your damage and is able to push in for the team. And then there's your secondary tank, which you can, depending on your composition, either use for another shield to push in, basically effectively having two main tanks, or you can have a half tank, like a off tank, basically, which goes around supporting the team, basically your flex player. Yeah, so like the off tank will help the DPS in killing people and help the supports in staying alive sort of just protecting and while the main tank is protecting damage the off tanks will make sure that our team their team could get damage off on the enemies and also make sure that their healers don't somehow die yeah, and the problem with Overwatch 2 and removing one of these tanks, although they've buffed the HP and abilities of this the one tank that exists now, it's completely shifted to the, the meta into something that casual players just aren't able to enjoy anymore. Yeah, Casual like, being unrated and competitive. Yeah, like, I haven't played much Overwatch 2, and that's not necessarily its fault. That's because I have... A, had a lot of schoolwork, and B, just re- haven't really had the time to play it. But even Want if I, to. Yeah, but I don't really have that much interest in playing Overwatch 2 anymore because as a tank man, the new tanks aren't exactly as fun as Overwatch 1. It feels like they removed... Uh, they removed what made flexibility and enjoyable yeah exactly and now there's so much more pressure on the tank to do well and while i wouldn't say i was a casual player of overwatch because i played a lot i got to a pretty high rank and i was feeling pretty good about my abilities 
and then Overwatch 2 comes in and completely reworks most of the characters and gives them new movesets and new things to worry about, and it's it's jarring. While I... So it doesn't work for casual fans, and it doesn't work like veterans like me, because I've been playing this game for four years, and it's aggravating because they didn't need to do this. I think they just wanted to shift the meta away from double shield because in the prior Overwatch 1, basically what you would be able to like do and was completely uncounterable, you would have a shield on cart and another shield protecting the shield on cart, and then you would have a heavy DPS player such as a Bastion or an Ash just staying on cart and obliterating anyone who peeked into them. Yeah, and then the support, like Mercy, would uh, make sure that their damage is increased with their abilities. And although this doesn't sound crazy, in low elo, people wouldn't know how to deal with it, and in high elo, that means the Ash would be better, the Bastion would be better, and they just rip people to shreds before they were able to enact their counter strat. Yeah, I don't see why they need to change the amount of tanks though like they could have made it so that they already did this in overwatch 2 they made it so that many tanks had less um health on their shields so now it was more easily counterable so why did you remove one tank the main problem with double shield wasn't exactly the hp of the shield because by the time that you had broken through one shield and you were attempting to break through the second post nerf to the shields you would already be dead so the hp doesn't really matter what is terrible is the refresh rate of the shields because if one person calls their shield back while another person puts theirs down by the time the second shield breaks you'll have your first one off cooldown so you're effectively cycling immortality onto someone who's being damage pocketed by a mercy yeah and then there was one thing that was interesting about Overwatch 2 is that to move on to a new point it completely ruined the it completely yeah. ruined the shop system so in Overwatch 1 you had loot boxes which you could get just by playing the game now Overwatch 2 strive to be a bit more similar to other shooters such as Fortnite or Valorant and implement a battle pass system. Now while the battle pass system isn't bad it's nowhere near good. Yeah, they removed loot boxes entirely. Now now you get barely get any coins just by playing the game, so you can't really get skins unless you buy the battle pass which the battle pass costs as much as one skin about 2000 coins and considering you get pretty much zero coins just by playing the game you're pretty much forced to use money and i'm not using real life money in overwatch it would be somewhat manageable if the price was low and the amount of money you ha had to spend in order to obtain the battle pass was lowered as well as the quality of the skin up because you're paying 20 to $30 for a skin in a game that's first person, meaning you only see the hands and the weapon exactly. other than you, when you're emoting. And when you're emoting, you're basically already dead. And it isn't, so, it isn't like Valorant where they have weapon skins, which are awesome. 
The weapon skins have changed sound effects, animation effects, finisher effects. And you actually it's... get to see your weapon when you're playing the game. Because it's a first-person game and you're holding your weapon. Mm-hmm. So overall... Going to... Actually, no, never mind. You continue. <laughs> overall, Overwatch 2 is a game that tried to be like other shooters, making it a 5v5 game like Valorant and implementing a battle pass system. But it doesn't totally balance it. And Valorant as a game also... It isn't balanced. Exactly. But why do people play these games then? Because, because they're, they're, they're addicted. Yes, they are very addictive. And they're, the high you get when you succeed... A lot of what ways you're low yeah exactly like you can lose so many games but then when you win one it feels so satisfying and also there's the competition aspect many people are competitive and want to improve their skills at this video game because it's fun to do and that's that's what makes these games appealing even something separate another shooter like splatoon I feel like Splatoon is honestly the best shooter out of all out of on on the market because a it doesn't have a battle pass system that you need to pay for it has a free battle pass and also it just has it has more it feels more balanced it feels more skill based yet still has that addictive element without making it so that the competitive system is really messed up in order to rank up you need a win three games and while that sounds really difficult it works it balances it a bit more and you don't typically get placed with high rank players like with the mmr system in valorant the problem with this is that platoon 3 has way too generalized of an audience in which it appeals to kids but the kids won't be necessarily good and it appeals to adults, but because it's so repetitive, adults might honestly get bored since there's hardly any competitive aspect to the game. That's why it's Splatoon 3. It's outlived Splatoon 2. Yeah. You know, in all honesty, shooters are never going to be perfect. There's not going to be a game that's perfect, but that doesn't mean they can't improve. Yeah, and honestly, the developers just haven't taken enough initiative on what the community has said in both Overwatch and Valorant. And when the developers do take initiative on what the community says, they overstep their boundaries and obliterate something that's valuable. Like the tank role in Overwatch 2, or my boy Chamber in Valorant. Yeah, and all... In all honesty, there's companies like Activision Blizzard where... They aren't the best to their female work, female co-workers, and they seem like that's, a shitty company all around. That's for another podcast. That's for another podcast. Because I believe we have hit our mark. Yep. Thank you for all listening right. to us rant about video games. If you've made it this far to the end, I think we can include a little Easter egg. This is actually the second time we've recorded this, and it is currently 9 p.m. on a Thursday night. Yeah, that's my bad. I forgot to hit the record button. 
All right. Well, signing off. Have a good night. Have a great night. Bye.